When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Real Adventures, talking all things fishing, boating and the great outdoors for Razorback 4x4, Australia's best four-wheel drive sea covers with protection like no other. And Club Marine, need insurance for your boat or jet ski? Discover why boating's just better with Club Marine. Here's your hosts, Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Habgood. Good morning and welcome to Real Adventures for Razorback 4x4, Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers with protection like no other. Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Habgood joining you this morning to talk all things fishing, boating and the great outdoors. Redmond, good morning to you. We're in summer, Patrick. Good morning. Summer has kicked in and we've probably had the coldest week we've had in ages. Mate, what a cold crappy week. wind, you name it, we've had it. Well, yeah, this doesn't... Hasn't been a positive start to summer, let's put it that way. The tomato plants did like the moisture and the heat <laughs> last week. The tomato plants absolutely loved it, but... Well, we had a bit of a fish on Sunday with yeah. the boys from Melbourne Marine. We, we went out with uh, the great Chris Vasileski. The weather was absolutely terrible. Um, surprising no one because you wanted to cancel. Uh, I tried canceling. But, you know, it was, it was a Christmas event with all the uh, all the fellas from Melbourne Marine. Um, you know, reward for the year and... Robbie Cumming was there, um, yep. former owner of North Bank, and all Rob could think about were the beers at lunch. Yeah, Corona. Mate, the great man one time <laughs> we were out for dinner, and he said to this host uh, waitress one time, that Corona gets to that label there, that part of the label, you get another one. And it was the greatest thing I've ever heard, and the waiter didn't miss. <laughs> it was unreal. But yeah, we went out. It was fishing was tough. We had that moon. Everything was crap. We knew we, we, knew we weren't going to get fish. But like you yes, said, it's yeah. about... It was more about the guys, and they went out for lunch and whatnot. We had some lunch back at Queenscliff. You pinched a couple of rods on the way home. And, yeah, thanks for that. And, well, uh, I snapped one. I snapped one in Mission Beach. Yep. The problem yeah, you when you hire dad, no, the problem when you hire a boat, and this was my fault, right? Because I had the drag set way too hard. But it, I had a few things in me plate. Anyway, hear me out. Because <laughs> because when you hire a boat, you don't choose the rod holders, Redmond. You you just they're there. How they're set up is how they are. And it was pretty much high sticking. And because I had the drag set so high, it wasn't even like a uh, a bend. It was just a snap. So I needed a new rod. Thankfully, after uh, having a little peek through your garage after picking up uh, early Sunday morning, I sort of saw a few rods there with no reels on them. And I thought, Ooh, they look alright. That's because I got twenty five new ones the other week. I was like, <laughs> I haven't got, can't afford reels though. <laughs> they look alright. I can, I can supply some reels for those things. For those things, well, they need to be and used. Yoink, gone. Fifteen to twenty five pound elevate, and the twenty to forty pounds. So you've got two. They both cast, and they both for bait. They're a mixture of rods, so they're affordable rod. They're not your seven eight hundred dollar. They're about. What I thought they were the good ones. No, I ripped you off here. They're about three hundred <laughs> three hundred eighty bucks. I think they are a pair. So. About three fifty, three eighty. So they're when I say affordable, they're not cheap. They're the next level up, but no, they are not cheap at all. We got those tuna that are about to kick off, and I reckon they're there now. So I don't actually know that, but I'm going to start looking 
You just want to start a rumour. I need people to go look for me. <laughs> tell me where they are. No, they, I reckon they'll be there. There'll be a couple of little schools kicking about now. Usually, well, not usually, but the last two years in November, we've had fish, and now we're into December. So when you say just go look, like you just have to look oh, for them, as I in drive them. I just make so much money. I just blow fuels cheap. And just blow it out and just start. Yes, that's literally what I do. I just drive around looking for tuna, looking Spending for birds. Of dollars. Yeah. Oh, I just spend so much money. It's ridiculous, but. You got to do it. Yeah, I was going to say. Do it. You need the, the, the hours on. Yeah, the... you need to spend time in the water to find these fish, and we look for the signs of life. So we're looking for these tuna. So you might be the mutton birds, might be the terns. What did you say during the week? There was a uh, there was a cruise ship. I can't remember the exact cruise. I, I did. I, see I, I could say P and O, but I'd, I'd be I'd be dobbing in someone that I don't know exactly what it is. But there was a cruise ship that has arrived in New Zealand from Australia. And because of the weather, they were going to send scuba divers underneath to clean the hull from there was some sort of animal that had attached itself, whether it was the staff. I can't re- exactly remember, Coco. But um, they were turned around and they were expecting a 14 day cruise in New Zealand. And instead, and we love Tasmania, one of our favourite states, the Great Timpane. Uh, they've got the, the Tassie experience instead of. 14 days away in New, in, uh, New Zealand. Safe to say the, the passengers weren't super enthused. Similar terrain. <laughs> well, look, it is. But I think I'd be a bit flat. New Zealand, Tassie, pretty much the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, but if you're paying your hard... And, <laughs> and they've said... They've said you're not getting your money back. Yeah, I don't understand how they can't do that. How they do that. Like, I've just confirmed it is a, it is a P&O cruise. Oh, that could have been could have been awkward if it was not P and O, and they'd be like, "Mate, what are you doing to us?" Does more drama happen on cruises than they do in Bold and Beautiful? I would not. This is nothing against cruises. It doesn't exactly tickle my fancy, though. Oh, really? Yeah. No. It used to when I was younger, but now nothing. No. My mum went on one just recently. New Zealand Border Patrol for for those playing at home uh, were the ones that forced the ship to change itinerary and last minute trip to Tassie. My mother just recently went on the cruise, and she reckons it was felt like she was stuck. Like, you couldn't get out and explore. Like, you just... You are, mate. I know, that's ship. She felt like... But you, they're big I would, and they've got I a lot of I wouldn't recommend exploring. But you need to spend a lot of money on the cruise. Yeah, big time. And if you fall off a cruise, exploring, you're not coming back home, let's be honest. Uh, you've got a little bit of info yeah. on this electric speedboat that uh, jumped in both you and I's social media during the week because you sent it to me. Yeah, take, take a listen to this. In Long Beach, California, to take this 100% electric speedboat for a spin. The Arc One has 500 horsepower, room for 12, and two enormous battery packs that dwarf almost every other consumer EV battery on the road. The Arc One's top speed is 40 miles an hour, and I had the opportunity to bring it up to that limit. It's about 20 miles an hour right there. Now let's see what it really can do here. Oh, God, sorry, guys. I hit my wake from the other side. <laughs> All right, so that is a little bit of a snippet from CNET, which is a really well-known, um, I suppose, electronics media news company that covers all sort of a range of new technologies that... There's a guarantee there. I definitely don't follow that page. <laughs> well, you know, technology updates, they, they show it all. And this is ARC-1 an electric boat uh, that is relatively new to market. Um, they ain't cheap. But the group itself, 
has raised thirty million from prominent sort of investors, including Will Smith, Kevin Durant, and Sean Diddy Coombe, so well known. And their first batch completely sold out. So who's buying this? I'm not buying that. You're not buying that. You're not buying that. I'm not buying that. No, I think this is this is multi multi millionaires. But two hundred kilowatt uh, battery pack, which is sort of yeah, just under five hundred horsepower equivalent, which is sort of the confusing piece. Um, but decent no. enough range. Just go back. Decent lasts four hours under power. Yeah, <laughs> mate. If you're a billionaire, you are not spending more than four hours on a boat. You're doing your little thing, and then you're going off to the your next adventure. So three hundred plus thousand for mm. these things. US and people are buying them. So a little bit of news in the electric space. The other one, um, I think you'll like. Well, maybe you won't like because you, you don't <laughs> like anything. Um, but closer to home, e-pulsion, e which is a um, electric boat engine manufacturer, they've launched their X series of electric outboards. So these are becoming bigger in terms of the sheer size, the horsepower output, up to 50 horsepower. Mm. Now, we've had Dave Mean on before on the show talking around uh, Avatar, which is Mercury's yep. electric outboard Seven sort and of half horsepower, arm. roughly. Yeah, and that was like, what? can you remember? I reckon that was like 17,000 for the top-end range because it yeah, starts it at pricey. the 7.5, yep. which is the equivalent of a three-horsepower. That was five and a half grand. Up to nine and a half horsepower or nine point nine, um, which was seventeen. So these Evoys, um, which is Hong Kong based, fifty six horsepower. Mm. I think it's going to be more probably commercial output. You and I aren't buying them for a, you know, a, a four and a half meter Stacer. Now you'll get about eight minutes of power with those. <laughs> Not very long. Uh, during the week, yes. You're back into footy. Back into footy, mate. So we've got a few minutes here, and I'm actually very interested in this. What was the league? Yeah. yeah. I know how hard you've been training in the past few months, but I know how hard some of the boys haven't been training. <laughs> Jed Buse has been all around the world. Uh, <laughs> it's been six weeks who knows what he, the red wine that he's been drinking, poor Jetty boy. Uh, but what goes into it now? Why are you training so early? It's November. You don't start till March. And I know you're an elite elite athlete, but you're going to have Christmas off for two weeks or whatever it is. A couple of weeks. Yeah, so you eat food and be stupid there. No, well, this is when you build your base of... You're building a base platform to come back to. 100%. So and what, what involves these young boys as well? Because I know the young boys went back a little couple of weeks earlier. What's involved in training at the moment? Are you just flogging yourself or is it just steady getting into it? It's a slight ramp. The club always says it's a, it's a, you know, it's a gradual progression. I was there first week. It wasn't gradual. <laughs> it was freaking massive. The thing that we've changed, which is really interesting this year, a little, little insight into the Cats preseason and the changes that we've made, is the sheer volume of high-speed running. So when you watch an AFL game, one of the things that you, you know catches your eye quite clearly is speed and power around the contest. That's yep. when, you know, someone breaks out of a stoppage. You know, Your Bontem, specialty. Bontem Pally breaks out of a stoppage. You know, no one can catch him, kicks inside forward 50, goal, whatever. So more of those players. So how do you train more of those players? Well, how you train it is exposing your players 
to above 24 k's an hour. Now, this is a bit technical for you, for you so staying with me, all right? You okay? No, I'm very interested. So training your players above 24 k's an hour. Now, 24 k's an hour is actually really quick. That's a pretty much a that's a sprint, mate. You, you know, your fastest players in Gary the, in the competition, 35 k's an hour. So 24 is quick. So we're changing our programming to expose our players to higher-level speed for longer. So in an average AFL game... Is that going to mean more muscle tears? And because you're putting your muscles through hell? Well, no, you're trying, to, you're trying to do the opposite. You're trying to bulletproof yourself against those muscle tears. So how do you okay. do that? It's, it's, and you're going to have a few hiccups along the right yeah, way, right? Yeah. So this is going to be, there'll be some, um, some teething throughout the preseason. But the, the principle behind it is, all right, if we can expose our players to far more speed than they've experienced during a game, then when the games come around, mm. well, that'll be easy. Yep. It's almost a download comparing, uh, compared to you know, what you'd get during a game. So during the weeks, like at the moment, we're easily six, 800,000 metres plus above 24 k's an hour. So you can run 10 k's, and if it's at a low clip, it's really not improving your aerobic endurance um, or your speed much at all. You're just ticking the box. You're better off doing a quarter of the distance at a really high clip, high heart rate, high speed, and the... Yeah, sit down for this. <laughs> the cardiovascular adaptation oh. that you will gain from that will be far greater. So you're right there. That's a little bit of a thing that we're doing at the Cats. Most clubs are doing you know similar things around this because speed speed kills in this game. It is the game changer. So we're doing a lot of speed um, preseason at the moment for us. It's three main sessions a week. They're all sort of ten k plus. Hitting the speed. So you're pretty much playing a game and then two days later you're backing up and you're doing the same session. I'm pretty much a member of the cattery down here. Can I come for a session next week? We might it sounds like a warm-up. We might lose you <laughs> with your um, I've seen D fibs around the stadium quite every thirty meters. <laughs> a little bit of an insight into AFL pre-seasons uh, that start right around the country. We are, of course, a football loving um, Australian population. Oh boy, so they're starting up right around the country and you can obviously hear the entire AFL season right here on uh, SEN and check your local guides depending on um, where you're listening right around the country. Um, But that's sort of where the the footy season's at. We need to head to a break, old boy. There's a little bit of news on the other side plus the whip around we find out what is biting around the country. You're listening to Real Adventures for Razorback 4x4, Australia's best seat covers with protection like no other. You're listening to Real Adventures, talking all things fishing, boating, and the great outdoors for Razorback 4x4, Australia's best four-wheel drive sea covers with protection like no other. And Club Marine. Need insurance for your boat or jet ski? Discover why boating's just better with Club Marine. Welcome back to Real Adventures. For Club Marine, need insurance for your boat or jet ski? Discover why boating's just better with Club Marine. Redmond, following on from uh, what you're speaking about, the, the electric outboards um, pre-break um, moments ago, uh, the Olive River search for a former 2GB host, Roman Buchansky, uh, suspended. So Roman was a former uh, fishing host, um, or fishing radio host, uh, in Sydney, 
went missing whilst fishing uh, in a crocodile-inhabited far north Queensland. The search has been suspended. They pulled, or didn't pull, but they, they viewed a three-metre croc that was seen in the region. Um, bloody hard to read about. Like, it's not a way you want to go. Um, so no. thoughts with the, with the family there. Obviously, there was an enormous land and, and so what was air he? rescue... He was fishing. On a kayak. On a kayak, yeah. In croc-infested waters. Yeah. Mm. Think about that. So the Olive River, it's about 850 clicks uh, north of Cairns. So you are, you are, you know, smack bang in the middle of croc country. Yeah, it's not somewhere I would like to be. No. But uh, very no. sad to hey, see that. The other thing, um, the Toyota Tundra, they've got 50 new vehicles that they've... Released to consumers in Australia. In Australia, they sort of quietly let that one under the radar. You know, under the radar. Just there you go. There's 250 new locally converted Utes. It's a because like, we've seen a lot about. I'm the really 150s. excited. To te- I would like to really test drive this. I really want to. We've been hugely successful in the states. They're not yep. quite as popular as um, as what the Fords are. Yep being a US brand, but quite clearly Toyota hugely popular in Australia. So Land Cruiser no longer king of the road. It's the the Tundra. tundra. All right, we need to get to the whip around for Club Marine. Need insurance for your boat or jet ski? Discover why boating's just better with Club Marine. We kick things off with New South Wales and the gummy sharks are fishing well on the full moon. You know, it's funny you state that there because southeast coast of New South Wales fished very, very well. So where are we talking when we talk southeast Basically Bermagui, yep. Aladulla, right down to uh, Eden sort of thing. But yep. Anywhere, anywhere for gummy sharks around our country that hold them in the waters will fish well overnight on moons. It. Yes, well, unless you not up north, place. not up north in our waters. Only they slow down a little bit as okay. they get higher up, Patrick. Okay, few few gummy. I know when I was in Exmouth. Uh, uh, I know when I was in Exmouth, Josh uh, was saying to me that a, a gummy shark had been caught. One gummy shark he knows of that was actually caught in Exmouth. So they do get caught a little bit higher up in the uh, in Australia, which is which is nice to see because they're a beautiful eating shark. And yeah, we love seeing absolutely. them fish chip shark. But basically, the gummy sharks will always fish good overnight around that full moon because the fact that comes into it is uh, basically the tides are bigger. Yep. And that's why a lot of fishing is good overnight on those full moons. So you get a lot of gummies and whatnot where during the day I like so that's stirring up the crustaceans, that's why? Just the tight. Movement. When you've got flow, you got, everything feeds. It just everything creates activity. When so it's slow, it's time to go. When it's, well, you found out last weekend when yep. we fished with Chris Vasilevsky. You refused to put a bait in the water yeah, until the tide changed. <laughs> until it started pulling. And I still didn't go. I caught one flathead. So <laughs> the 80 metres plus water as well out of Sydney. 80 metres plus jigging for snapper. So on a bit bigger than micro jigs. Jesus, that's deep. It is deep. I was deep at jig at 100 when I was in Exmouth, and I hated every second of it. Basically, uh, fish to five kilo. So a lot of work. And I reckon if you pushed into the inshore reefs, that 40 metres, especially off this moon, yeah, you could do similar things. So that'll work really, really well there too. Uh, heading to Queensland, where you and I have been once upon a time, Lucinda. Oh, beauty. The Australia's, well, the world's longest fad. Fish aggregating device, 5.76 yeah. k's long. The big jetty. Yep, big jetty. 
very good fishing around the jetty, but right. out a little bit wider. The reds are fishing as good as it gets. Uh, huge fish and lots of them, the biggest they've ever seen. So fishing very, very well out wide of uh, Lucinda, which is very good to see. Uh, Western Australia. Oh, no, sorry. The the, uh, the thread fin coming out of the May River. Forget yeah. about that. The, the Mary River is fishing very, very well with so light baits. How are you t- yeah, I was going to say, how are you targeting light those? Light baits, little potty mullet, et cetera, like that, have fished as good as it gets. And that's thumping. I'm actually interested in catching a thread fin, more interested in catching a barra. I don't know why, but for some reason, I've always wanted to catch a thread fin. Just, you know... Yeah, no, Tickles they're one the right of those spot. ones. I agree with that. Yep. Yeah, I'll Western Australia, what have you got for us? Shark Bay, you actually sent this to me in your neck of the oh, woods. Yeah. This fishing sort of part this of This thing your was massive. Huge tailor. The biggest I've ever seen. Yeah, monster. I actually don't know how big it was, but it was ginormous. It was 400 uh, actually, kilos. <laughs> we may as well go. I thought it was a swordfish. It was a very, very large uh, tailor. Literally could have been one of the biggest ones ever caught. Have you seen a bigger fish than that? A bigger tailor? No, I've, I reckon in the same. The only place I have is in the same place, caught on a fly. I could have been with the same bloke this time last year. I couldn't believe it. It, it was a monster <laughs> Taylor. So they pull well. They don't eat very well. Uh, no. But no. they pull well. A lot of people actually set out to t- chase Taylor. So they're a good sports fish, especially on fly. I'm tipping it would have given him a fair bit oh, of grief. This thing would have been well over the meter mark. So uh, very, very big Taylor. And then just the blue marlin out of Exmouth. Uh, when I was up there, Indy from Tuna Champions were out doing some satellite tagging out there. Yep. And they landed 16 blues in, I think, three to five days. I think it was roughly. Now, since that seems to me like unbelievable. Very good blue mark. Like I believe it, but it feels couple, like a couple of strikes. Is that in just between. normal X now? Uh, no, I think it's fishing very good because the boys from On Strike, who I was with last or well, a couple of weeks ago, they were when I left. They because I didn't actually want to target them. Yeah, so it sounds dumb, but I was up there for a purpose. But well, you're um, a, later in your show. We'll do Marlin. You're, you're going to do Bermagui. Yeah, aren't you? we'll do Bermagui Marlin. A little bit yep. different, more stripes. There's a few stripes getting caught, but mainly blues. And blues are the Ultimate, like in my opinion, they pull really you got your th- ahead of swordfish. Oh, no, ultimate marlin. I was Sorry, saying, yeah, so you got your, your big blacks and whatnot, you got to sort of go to cans and target them differently. Where these blues are trailer boat, like they're yeah. tra- targeting them in trailer boats and whatnot, so they're accessible, they're accessible. They pull hard, yeah. yeah. So that's sort of that for me. They're even everyone calls it heavy tackle fishing out wide of, I guess, the Gold Coast and that. And they chase those big blacks and blues, like it's a very, very good fishing, those blue marlin. But and then this week, on strike boys did very, very, very well. And, on them as well. So Exmouth is fishing very good on for those. And then South Australia, some huge kings showed up Point Lowley, even though the sharks were giving them grief. Making them hard to land. Coming back with yeah. just their heads again. So I don't know what sharks these are. I'm tipping they could be bronzies. You'd think they're more, they're not going to be bull sharks, they're bronzies. No, either. bronzies, well, it could even be whites. Uh, but yeah, the big, big kings being caught, like 15 plus kilo in that area. So fishing very, very good as well. Some good garfish being caught as well. Yeah, Louth Bay. Bay. Yep. Thick as they get on floats and just a light burly trail. So bed, uh, bread, bit of breadcrumbs, uh, tuna oil. Uh, you can put some pillies in there if you want. Just yep. a light burly, light, light burly. And uh, you're going to hold them usually with you. Early morning, late afternoon, if you can't get them during the day, we'll tend to fish better, even overnight. But they're that thick at the moment. The fishing during the day, you won't have an issue getting them too. Heading across the Apple Isle, the Upper Derwent is fishing really well at the moment for big redfin yeah, on plastics. Soft plastic. So. Which are one of the, you and I both agree with this, and we don't agree on much. But in terms of freshwater fish, they're as good at eating fish as it gets. I've never eaten one. <laughs> <laughs> but you are right. They 
every person that I talked about, talked to it about it, say that they taste very similar to a King George Whiting. They do. Which is yeah. one of the most sought after saltwater species. So I'm going to go with you there. Well, I've not, actually never. Not, not as much I've as Flathead. They're, they're $3,000 a kilo at the moment. <sighs> which, next light northerly, if you want to come out, I've got a very good spot at the moment. It's a tiger flathead. Ooh. Take you out there. They're big too, and there's plenty of them. And I can load the freezer up. Get your 20 of your fish, 40 beautiful fillets, so you can take home. It'll last you about one and a half days with your children. <laughs> but it's uh, they're just a sensational fish. And Tassie at the moment, the south side's fishing very, very well for flathead too. So uh, lots happening around the country. And then Victoria this week, Pat, just a shocking week. Yeah, the it was wind. Just miserable. Uh, Western Port, you can tuck away and hide. And the, those that wanted to do that, they managed to get some really good snapper. Yep. Uh, snapper season still going there. A little bit starting to... I don't know if it's quieting down or just less boats in the water, but you should see it start to quiet down a little bit as we get hotter. Does that ha- have anything to do with the fact that because the weather's been so bad, there's just less people fishing yeah, as well? 100%. Like, like, that's been a killer, let's be honest. Those that were fishing caught fish, in my opinion. Yeah, so I yeah. reckon the fishing's going sensational. Poor Philip. The charter boys still had to work, unfortunately. They've got to pay the bills, but they caught fish. Fishing very, very good in crap conditions, unfortunately, but... Fish very, very well. Uh, Whiting went very good once those tides kicked in down the bottom of Port Phillip. Western Port, they're exactly the same. Uh, lakes entrance inside the actual inside lake, sorry, not offshore. Uh, the Whiting were very, very good there too as well during the week. Uh, heading to freshwater, Kangaroo Lake, the Redfin on spinnerbaits, and the Yellow Belly on, yellow belly on Yabbies. A little tongue twister there, Patrick. But they were fishing very, very good too. So not a heap happening during Victoria during the week, but enough. Beautiful work, Redman. That is the whip around for Club Marine. Need insurance for your boat or jet ski? Discover why boating's just better with Club Marine. There's plenty more real adventures on the other side of the break. You're listening to Real Adventures. Talking all things fishing, boating and the great outdoors for Razorback 4x4, Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers with protection like no other. And Club Marine. Need insurance for your boat or jet ski? Discover why boating's just better with Club Marine. Welcome back to Real Adventures and it's now time for All Aboard for Razorback 4x4, Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers with protection like no other. And this morning, we have none other than Lee Rayner. Morning, Lee. Morning, mate. How are you going? Going very well, mate. Not as good as you, because you've just got back from a cracking trip up north. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. But you've been up chasing the barra. So I want you to take us through where you were, what you did, all, all the in-betweens. But more importantly, just the fact that how remote you were and not having phones but how do you actually plan organizing a trip like that i guess a bit of safety sort of all the elements that come into organizing a remote barra fishing trip up north in i guess the terrain that australia offers you with especially with the heat and everything that comes along with it as well yeah well look i'll be honest luckily i've got a very good friend up there jez johnson he's local to darwin and he's done a lot of this over the years and the logistics of doing these trips are they're pretty full on um, and being, I did the runoff trip with him and we went to the Roper River and this trip was the build-up trip. So um, we camped this time on land and like we even had to get special tents. So we got the Oz Tent RV5s because they're fully waterproof but also the internal structure of the tent means you cop some horrendous storms and wind being in the build-up and 
one day, Aaron, it was blowing 35 knots and we, we were camped two kilometres inland away from the water so you don't get the sand flies and the mozzies and, but also the storms hit hard on the water. Yeah. As we've come out of the ramp, there's camps that were within a couple of hundred metres of the ramp and their tents were just obliterated. From wind? From the wind. Yeah. Um, so we got back to our camp. There were a couple of other groups camping near us and, and we were fine. The other boys had a bit of stuff blown around. But, you know, like you, just, just water, you know, water and food and fuel. Like, so where we went, the, the nearest service station for fuel is five hours. <laughs> yep. So not only do you have to think about the car, but you have to think, uh, sorry, the boat, you have to think about the car. So there's a lot that goes into it. You've got to double, triple check everything. Jez had a stat phone. I had a Garmin in reach. You know, you, safety is priority because of where you are because everything wants to kill you and eat you up there. Um, <laughs> so, but it's the remoteness that makes it so cool. Like, I just love it. Like, if you said, oh, you can go and stay at this resort and fish each day and do all that, or you can camp remotely in a remote location, I'd take the camping. I Personally, I just love it. So, you know, you, you're washing yourself with bottles of, you know, 500 ml water bottles each day. That's how you do it. So when you say remote, like you're remote, like there's no one around, nothing really, just you guys pretty much and then the odd person you pass. Yeah, there's other dudes that are doing the same thing. Yep. You know, um, but even to the point where we were able to camp for the weekend, Tuesday night, went Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we came home Saturday. Um, we, we, we were able to stay longer than a lot of other guys are because even to the point Jez brings two generators so one for each tent, and we, he brings two little air conditioning units. Oh, yeah. So overnight, you're running an aircon unit pumping 22-degree air into your tent because it's bloody hot. Yeah, right. He's it real hot and humid. Well, this time of year it's humid because you've got the build-ups. You've got the, these big storms. Yeah. Um, you know, like the, we had a couple of lightning storms around us. One, none of them hit us, but I put a, a video up on my um, Instagram the other day of this one storm, and in 30 seconds, Mate, there's, there's got to be 50 lightning bolts in this <laughs> yeah, one storm. I did, I did see and that, yeah. Like, he was, Jez was telling me last year they had a storm that was over Darwin and it was that bad. They had 99,000 lightning strikes in an hour. Fires? Oh, there's fires everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. then it'll rain, puts them out. But it's a bizarre place, man. Like, you're driving along. We, so we left Darwin at 6 5.30 in the afternoon on Monday afternoon. And we drove into our campsite at 5.30 on Tuesday morning. Like, yeah, it was yeah. getting light. But you're driving along through the night down this dirt goat's track, getting the crap shaken out of you. And you're driving along, and there's just fires smouldering on the side of the road. And I said to Jez, it's so funny. If that was in Victoria or in mm. New South Wales, you'd be straight on the phone and be, everyone would be freaking out, and for good reason. But there, it's just different because everything burns so much, you don't get these wildfires. Because everything just gets burnt and then it catches fire again. There's no there's no growth on the ground. Everything just smolders yeah, away. It's a lot smaller terrain as well, isn't it? Like it's a lot. Yeah, the bushlands a bit yeah. smaller as well, isn't it? It's not like I yeah, guess driving yeah, to Eden huge, or something. Yeah, it's not huge gum trees and yeah. you know three foot of leaves on the ground. It's just everything just sits there smoldering away and smoking away and there's little glowy fires going everywhere and just going. There's another fire and there's another fire and they don't even the boys don't even look sideways like oh, oh cool fire and they're like huh what oh yeah whatever <laughs> like um just like potholes then, mate on the on the way out we copped just like we were packing up to leave and that last morning on the Saturday we were like Jez is like it's gonna happen today he goes the wet is here 
he goes, it's going to happen. The sky was just different. And um, when we were packing up, it was windy and these big storms were just like getting real close. We got about maybe 10, 20 k's down the road and the rain just let go. And we had, Jez said it would have been 100 mil of rain in 20 minutes. Yeah, Jesus. Like it was insane. And it turned our dirt road into an absolute (laughs) mud pit. One of the boys that we know that was camping, he was about a kilometre in front of us. We come around a corner and he's just completely slid off the road. Oh, jeez, yeah. But then they just, you know, we all get out and they're all, everyone's wandering around barefoot in mud that's up past your ankles. Helping each other. And everyone's just like, anyway, let's uh, suppose we'll, they're all standing around talking, <laughs> just having a chat. And I'm like, are we going to get him out or what? And they're like, oh, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> mm. That's just that's just how they live then. And it's, and it's a great lifestyle. Man. It's such just, a great lifestyle. It would be nice being nice and cruisy, but something that wasn't cruisy is because the fishing was red hot. You had some bloody good yep. sessions on the barrel. Oh, we did, mate. And and you know, a lot of local knowledge goes into that. I don't profess for a second that I know what I'm doing. Like yep. it's such big water. But, you know, we were chasing bigger fish. So we probably got sixteen fish in four days. Yep. But our average fish was eighty centimeters, yeah. which that's a really nice fish. But we got a bunch of anywhere between eighty and ninety five. We got a you know, a couple of like we got a ninety nine, a one meter, a one oh one and then I got a 113 on the car. It's like, a big fish. It, it, is, it is probably in my top five most memorable fish. Like, I love any fish, Aaron, as you do. I love big fish. That thing had me shaking like my first daytime sword. Did it like jump, it literally carry up. on? Did it do everything? Mate, he ate the lure and I saw him eat the plastic and roll in the water. I'm like, oh, it's a big one. And then it bolted and it did a 30-meter run to the middle of the river. And I know it was 30 metres because I watched three colours of braid disappear off the reel. <laughs> yep. And as soon as it started going to the middle of the river, Jez is like, that's a big fish. He goes, Garen, he goes straight up, that's well over a metre. He goes, in the rope, every time you hook a big one, they go to the middle. Yeah, okay. And, yep. and so we were chasing this thing on the electric. And the, the funny part of it is, like, I'm camera's rolling and I've got all that going. And I'm like, Jez is like, I hope I don't stuff it up on the net because I lost a big one in the runoff when he netted it. And it literally jumped out of the net. And... I'm like, Jez, it doesn't matter, mate. It doesn't matter. Like, it's a fish. If it gets off, it doesn't matter. We'll get another one. And then it jumps, as I said, at about 10 foot from the boat. And I'm like, no, nah, I want that fish. I want that fish. Go and get that fish. So we just chased this thing down with the electric and we got it. And, mate, I was, I was genuinely so excited. And that, that fish alone made my trip. Thank you very much, Lee, yep. for joining us on Real Adventures this morning. That was all aboard for Razorback 4x4, Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers with protection like no other. Red's review for Club Marine. Boating's just better with Club Marine Boat Insurance. Now it's time for Red's review for Club Marine. Boating's just better with Club Marine Boat Insurance. Now, boating is just better mm-hmm. as long as, in my as view... As long as someone's paying for fuel. In my view, and yours is different because you don't clean your boat, <laughs> um, is better with a clean boat, which leads us to this week's Red's You don't review. wash the luck off your boat, Patrick. You never <laughs> wash the luck. They, those scales bring smell. They bring joy. Yeah, right. Memories... And brings fish. Corrosion. Corrosion. <laughs> Corrosion and rust. What do you got for us? You'll have a review so this week. We have got the Salt Away products. Now, at the moment, there's great sales on BCF, Anaconda, pretty much all of the um, uh, you know, major manufacturers and the major distributors. So at the moment, you've got your Cyber Mondays, 
Um, their BCFs, their sale ends on when he's, I think it was, there's, there's one that's back on this week and they're sort of off and on until Christmas. But one of the products that we loved was their salt away offer. Normally 190 bucks. This is a five piece wash kit and you get a bucket. Now they're $99. <laughs> you get a bucket. <laughs> they're $99 at the moment. So you get pretty much a litre of um, salt away. Salt away concentrate 32. Now you love, you actually do use this because yeah, there's yours a, gets hammered. There's all sorts of different brands out there, but this one is a good one. I do like this one. It does work. Yeah. And you don't actually, the, the key so, is you don't have to use half the product every time you use the boat and spend hundreds on the actual concentrate. You only need a little. Little sash, little drop, and then that'll pretty much do well, your entire boat. You can also run it. I'm, I'm pretty sure you can run it through your engine as well. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yep. so run it through your engine. Yep. Obviously, takes the salt out of your impeller and thermostat, and everything like that. So keeps everything corrosion free. But it is a good product to use because you can use this just if you're at, for example, pulling out a Queenslift boat ramp. It just attaches to your hose. Bang, spray it on, and the worst of it's done. And that way, look, if you, if you can't, don't have time to clean because you've got yeah. work or whatever it is the next day, at least the worst of it's off, and, and you can come back and tidy it up in a couple of days' time when you can. But this stuff, it does work. Yeah. And that's not a plug either. Like a, no, it, absolutely It just not. generally works. Yep. If you want more information on the salt away... How much was it? They're 99 bucks. 99 bucks. Normally 189 yep. So less than half price. But if you want more information, you can head to the BCF website for one. Uh, or you can simply Google Salt Away, but it is one of the better buys that we've seen at the moment. And that is Red's review for Club Marine. That was Red's review for Club Marine. Need insurance for your boat or jet ski? Discover why boating's just better with Club Marine. You're listening to Real Adventures, talking all things fishing, boating and the great outdoors for Razorback 4x4, Australia's best four-wheel drive sea covers with protection like no other. And Club Marine. Need insurance for your boat or jet ski? Discover why boating's just better with Club Marine. Welcome back to Real Adventures for Club Marine. Boating's just better with Club Marine Boat Insurance. It's time for Red's tip, and I've got a little teaser for you here, Redmond, and you'll like this. Back. 2024 or 2023. It's a brand new season of Hook, Line and Sinker. I'm off. I'm off. Okay. Oh, boy, the teaser. The Hook, Line and Sinker, boys. One of our favourite interviews that we ever have throughout the season is always the boys from Hook, Line and Sinker. And their new series launches... December the 3rd, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Um, and we love them not only because... On 7, of, mate. On 7, mate. On 7. Nice work. Uh, we, we love them not only because they, they love their fishing, but we love the project boats they do. They look like they've got a big thumping bar crusher with twins that's going to be their new... What about we don't presume things and we just get them on the show next week or the week after? Jeez, you're just you're taking over this morning, aren't you? I'm gonna, That's a really good idea. Uh, the boys, uh, Nick thinks he runs Tassie, so we'll see if he's got any time for us. Uh, <laughs> I think he Andrew, does, isn't we'll, he? Yeah, who knows? But no, the boys love coming on the show. They've always no, they been are brilliant. Us, so we'll give them a call. And But seriously, support these guys, because they do a tremendous it's a, job. It's actually a great show. Yeah, like It's one of my favourite fishing shows. Down to earth, they do some stupid things, they do some great things, they do all sorts of Mine's things. Reminds me of you a bit, actually. Yeah, well, they drop boats and boat rams. I haven't done that one yet. 
<laughs> we'll try and get the boys on and the next couple of weeks. So th- they actually did. So a, a while back, unfortunately, the, the the bar crusher that they have had, they've moved it on. Hope you didn't buy that. Um, <laughs> came off the ramp. I uh, came off the trail at the ramp, and uh, I know why they've moved it on because the hull's cracked. <laughs> anyway, they were filming at the time, and a lot of people in this industry, as you know, would try and hide that up. But not the hook, line, and singer boys. They pretty much led the episode with this little mishap, which is why we love them so much because they are so down to earth. So Seven Mate is where you can find them. Kicks off tomorrow. Check your local guides around the country. That's Red's tip. Now, this is a bit of a shared gaffe because you sent this to me during the week um, because I always pester you with crap around new cars coming to Australia. And you said you couldn't pronounce it. It was the Yukon. But GMC which is an American eight-seat SUV, has been confirmed for the Australian market. And you couldn't understand one thing. Why can't they tow? Why a car that is this big, and think of like an F-150 mm. with a, um, you know, with the, the tray, instead of a tray, it's just got the, your open-ended back, it's like a sedan. Like an ARB sort of. Like an ARB, yeah. yep. Um why this thing can only tow 3,700 kilos, yet it is, you know, basically it's eight tonnes petrol, of vehicles. It? It's a V8 petrol, yeah. It's a big car. It's a big car, but it doesn't make sense for Australia. Like, the reason Australians, and you've said this before, the reason you bought a Ram, the reason you buy massive cars in this country is because of their towing ability. Your car can tow how much? Four, Four and a half tonne, yeah. Yeah. You, if you're going to buy a big sedan, yep. you may as well buy a Land Cruiser. Like, why would you buy this? Like, for nine kids if they've been busy. <laughs> yeah. Mate, when this, hit, when, when this thing hits the Australian shores, you've got the – you've got to um, – Convert it. Convert it. Mm. This is a $180,000 car, I reckon, by the time so it it's hits not the Australian a, So it's not your family place. car? No. Go buy a Kia Carnival. Kia Carnival. That's Correct. About, that's about 130 grand. No, they're not. What's, mate, they're not cheap. They're not 130. Uh, no, they're probably not 130, but a brand new Kia Carnival, 2000 and what are we now? 23. Like, you're looking at. Have we got time? I, think <laughs> got time. Can you, can you, I reckon you're looking at nearly 90 to 110 grand. For a Kia Carnival. Yeah, because I, I was looking at it. I know you were looking at them, and yeah. you, were, you ended up sending on a Mitsubishi Outlander. I reckon you paid about 60 grand. You've got a I'm one. currently up to 90 there for a brand new one. Oh, my God. This one's 80,000, 80, the Platinum. Mike, really? Drive away. That one's 80. Jeez, kids are expensive. <laughs> On that note, it's time for us to leave. We hope you've enjoyed the show this morning. Uh, head out on the water. That's where you're going. Have you got any tips for, like, where are you actually going to fish this week? <laughs> I haven't looked at it yet. <laughs> we might, uh, I haven't got nothing for you there, Patrick. I'm like, it's a weekend, mate. This is my time to shine with the kids. and Like a well-oiled machine we are. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want snapper. It's snapper season. And I'm going to start looking for those tuna, as I said at the start of the show. I just need a little bit of northerly to kick in. I need those spring sun to come out, not so much for the fish. I want my tomatoes to grow another couple of feet. Tony's loaded me up with some beautiful tomato seeds, and uh, I'm more excited about them than I am the tuna. This morning's weather report and garden <laughs> review has been brought to you by Razorback 404, Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers with protection like no other. Real Adventures is back next week. See you then.